It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. It is Car Code Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3. I'm James Van Alstel, and the destination this week is Dear Frank's. It's a local hot dog franchise of sorts uh, in Glenview here on Fingston Road. Uh, sitting shotgun is an old friend. He is a piano savant. Uh, David Allen. Hello, hello David. Hello, hello. Uh, I wanted you to come on for many reasons, one of which I've known you since we were both ch- literally children, like yeah, third, third grade. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of history there, but you have such interesting stories to tell, and the one I'm going to focus on uh, most is this story of you triumphing over adversity. Damn straight. I mean, let, let's get this one out of the way, because this is a big story. This is a fascinating story. This is David, this is human interest personified. You, my friend, are human interest stories personified. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they say a lot of things about me, but I've never heard that one, so well, I like it. I like it. I all like right, so it. it all started with your brain. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back a little. Um, so this is January. So, um, okay, so about a year ago, um, I um, went to see a neurologist. This was after um, years of probably three, four, five years of trying to figure out why my right hand as a piano player was getting kind of weaker and kind of like uh, less dexterity, less ability to do things I was normally able to do. I went through the whole range of everything you could possibly imagine from, hey, you're getting old. Hey, you've got carpal tunnel. You've got, um, you know, arthritis. You name it. I thought I had it, right? And so I went through bouts and uh, so fast forward, like I said, to about a year ago now, and I went to see a neurologist, and and she said, well, you know, there's some weakness there, but I can't rule something central out, so I wanted to do an MRI of your neck and your brain. Which, okay, so you hear that, what do you think? I'm thinking, oh, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I she kind of said to me, she's like, you know, there's a weakness there. I can't rule out that you didn't have a stroke or something that you, m- m- mind, you know, a minor stroke, obviously, uh-huh. that you didn't know about or whatever. So let's let's check it out. And I'm, you know, because I thought at this point my neck was bothering me, it hurt me, and I thought I got a ner- a pinched nerve or something that's stopping my arm from working. So I said, okay, went over to the hospital. Um, and I had uh, the MRIs done, and the next day she called me and said, uh, here's what's on your brain. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's one of those moments that hits you, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa you know. Now, is it one of those moments where you hear the words coming out, and suddenly you're you're almost like out of body? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, gra- I, I grabbed my, my iPad so I could, like, open a, uh, like a notepad so I could take notes on what she was saying because, you know, she's speaking about, well, that you have a vascular malformation or also known as a cavernova and, it, and a cavernoma, whatever it's called. A champagne cavernova, yeah, I exactly. believe is what it's called. Exactly. And it's on, it's in the, uh, you know, uh, right just 
by the uh, left precentral gyrus, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, you know, some right in the she, you know, she did say at the beginning it's you know it's non-cancerous, so that at least gave me a little bit some relief. Like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, all of a sudden I'm done. That's it. I'm I'm out of here. Yeah, that's know? the I'm gonna make it till next year news. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. She's like, this is who I want you to call, and and and. You know, the specific surgeon, I, I said, okay, and I and I, I called, um, and I got in because I'm a working musician, and I had my daytimes free. I, I got in to see him the next day, and he was like, okay, yeah, this is what it is. There it is. He showed me the film, and I got to tell you, when you see a film of your brain, uh, you know, just even a picture, like yeah. MRI picture, and then, you know, you see this mass sitting there you're like whoa because it was pretty sizable wow and so i'm like okay you know fine i said what's entailed he's you know he said probably a couple hours of surgery i have a good he showed me his surgical path i have a good way to get this out cool i'm like great no problem a couple hours in surgery he's like a couple of days in the hospital you know you go home and you take a few weeks, you know, just sort of laying low, and then you should be able to kind of get back to normal, you know, slowly but surely you're at it. So we're talking brain surgery. Right. You, I mean, you are my age. I don't think of us as old, older guys. I mean, I, I guess compared to, say, my 14-year-old son, we are. But I, I don't think of us as old men. This is the kind of stuff you don't expect to hear at no, our age. No, not at all. You know, you you hear of the, the, the crazy... Um, you know, the unexpected heart attack that, or something like that, you know, um, but no, generally not. And so I was like, okay, I like, like an idiot. And I will call myself an idiot on this wonderful podcast and say, it is wonderful. I, I said, okay, I'll, that's cool. I'll, you know, he's like, it's not an emergency. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got some gigs coming up. I'm going to wait and I'll do it in a few weeks. Huge mistake, by the way. Huge mistake. Don't ever do that to yourself. Was it the sort of thing where you really you got the news and you should have like had it taken just, care of just, like right yeah, down there? Yeah, because yeah. because the, you know the next few weeks were were torture of you know thinking what's gonna what's gonna happen what you know what's gonna you know you know what I mean and and the what it's like going scenario. on a roller coaster. If you could start right at the top of the roller coaster and go straight down, it'd be one thing. But the going up the track and the anticipation and the, yeah, the expectations exactly. exactly. And so you know. I, I did I did my gigs like I was planning on doing, and I remember I was doing a gig up at the Signature Room, top of the Hancock. I played brunch up there sometimes, and just um, I had all of a sudden this dark thought came over me. It was like it was about three days before surgery or so, and I said, "Man, I'm like what if I can't play again?" And then I stopped because that myself. is your bread and butter. That right, is right. I, I get it. I stopped myself and I said, "Okay." You got to just stop. You got to relax. You know, and and you know. Uh, so I went to the surgery, uh, and this this was February now of last year, and instead of two hours of surgery, it ended up being about five hours of surgery, um, and it had shown signs of bleeding again, yeah. which you know can be potentially deadly, um, or just you know really. Incapac- incapacitate you, right. you know, horribly. Um, it was larger, it was deeper, it was more connected than they thought. Um, it took them, obviously, you know, twice the amount of time. 
um, I spent 16 days in the hospital, uh, you know, 10 of which were on a rehab floor just working on, you know, PT and, and OT and, and speech every day. What's the first memory you have coming out? <laughs> okay, so um, this is funny. You'll appreciate this. Uh, uh, I was in, I, obviously, ICU for two days, and um, the Blackhawks were playing Detroit um, <laughs> that night. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to see this game. And it was like, you know, it's a rivalry game, and I, you know, love that. And and I was sitting in there, and my uh, the, the stuff watching the game, and my sister was like yelling at me to keep it down because I was like screaming like go, you know. And then and then I I started to I started to go. Detroit sucks. De- and my sister said, she goes, that's when I knew you were okay. You know? So I, I, but doing that slurred, I just had brain surgery yeah. voice. Oh, must totally. have been amazing. I, I, my, exactly. I, I was like, I sounded like uh, Will Ferrell. He's like, wait, wait, pull one out. You know? <laughs> and that's, you know, and it was, but I remember that. And, and there was a nurse that was British. And and she was you know a sweetheart and I and I was like hey okay you know I was making fun of her accent so they knew at that point that you know I had come out okay and I we're through know, the darkness yeah yeah pretty much but you know uh, the other first memory on the scary side was when I woke up I did not have use of my right arm at all terrifying I mean yeah completely paralyzed I mean to the point where. You know, you want to talk about a surreal moment in your life. You know, you know, instantly you, your brain sends, you know, the synapses. Like, and you know, oh, and like I'm talking now with my hands. Like, you know, shocking. Um, you know, but like you, I'm like, you know, in my brain, it was like, move my arm. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. Couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't move the arm at all. And my hand. That sounds like a super stressful, high anxiety moment. Yeah, yeah. And my hand. Um, was was clenched and I know you all can't see this but I you know m- our wonderful host can was clenched like this in a kung fu uh GI Joe death grip okay I could not open it I oh, couldn't wow. I couldn't move my hand I couldn't move my arm I couldn't and it felt like you know the feeling when you're uh when you obviously sit on your foot or something like that and, and falls asleep mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you know how awful that can be. And you're like, you, you get up and eventually you shake it out and it stops. It wouldn't stop. It was like that constantly. Oh, man. And, like, there was no way to get comfortable. It was just, I'm like, okay, well, this is not what I expected, <laughs> you know. And well, I, I want to talk about how that's led to what you're up to now, uh, which is fascinating to me because you're a piano player. I said you were a piano savant. I want to talk about how you're able to navigate around everything that came with this in order to maintain your career. Uh, but first, we're sitting here. We have bags of hot food sitting on our laps. It yeah. seems almost cruel to make you tell me all these stories without actually eating the food. Yeah. Now, you, you pick the place. Um, tell me about Dear Frank's. Why do you like it? Uh, wide variety of menu. Like, you know, you can get the the awesome, you know, VM dog and all that sort of stuff. But then there's... They got lots of, lots of other stuff. Like, I, I actually... Went healthier uh, tonight. And you got, did uh, a turkey, Polish. Did, I did, did not you need help with that. I, I feel I bad. No, no, no. I did not get the French fries. Um, 
But yeah, you know, they they got they got good stuff. They got good stuff all the way around, and the, my kids my kids also like it. So you know that's probably part of the reason. So I went with the regular Polish. I'm shamed by your healthiness. <laughs> I really I was doing so good. I was eating so well yesterday. I went completely off the rails. I took my son to an event. On the way home, I was starving. He was starving. Had an eight o'clock egg McMuffin, and just it was all downhill from oh, there. Oh boy, yeah. No. Well, this Polish looks great. It looks like it's charred and there split. You go. There you go. It, it, it's too big for the bun, and it smells divine. We can take our time, like I said, to discuss oh, man. the uh, fine differences between the turkey Polish and the regular Polish. Oh, dude, this is sweet. This is really good. Yeah. Um, I should mention, we, we both like music a lot. Iowa has a new speaker out called the Exos 9 basically like a big home stereo speaker portable bat- portable battery powered box uh super high quality sound i've heard this like side by side testing it sounds amazing it's a portable sound you can take anywhere it's big portable long battery life uh you can find out more at iwa.us.com aiwa.us.com and uh if you do buy one uh leave a note for the seller that you were sent by carcon carne they'll send you some kind of a high five over the mail maybe uh, but <laughs> iwa it's amazing products or product in this exos thing uh, cool stuff. All right. So the food is great. I'm loving this Polish. Loving Let's talk. It. So you had this brain surgery, and I know medical costs. For, medical costs for anyone suck. You are a musician who, you know, it's not like you go to an office 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You do gigs. Right. So when you can't do gigs, if you don't work, you don't play, or mm. you don't get paid, basically. Correct. So there was a stressful moment, and I know there was a fundraising campaign for you. Something about that. So, the realization when I kind of, you know, got through the fog of the initial time and I and couldn't move my arm and then couldn't open my hand was that I probably wasn't going home in a couple of days and I probably wasn't playing in a few weeks, you know. And like you mentioned, no, no play, no pay. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I will say this. Thankfully. Insurance-wise, um, my lovely wife, uh, you know, uh, does have a nine-to-five job, and thankfully, does have our insurance. And you know, thank God mm-hmm. for that, because you know, you can't even, I can't even imagine, you know, oh, God, without. No. Um, but you know, um, so a couple of days into the hospital, my my dad and my sister. I think my mom, I think all of them, like, they kind of brainstormed and they, and they wrote this, wrote up this GoFundMe, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and posted it. And I got to tell you, um, I had, um, what I, what I like to refer to as the George Bailey experience. (laughs) Explain. I, 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 you know, when George is in trouble and, you know, and then he, you know, he, they, the whole scenario of not being born and all the, you know, how he affected people's lives. And then he come back at the end and everyone's, you know, bringing the money. And, um, you know, it's one, it, it, it's either the George Bailey experience or like your own funeral experience. Like the sort of things where people talk about your praise and sing your praises about what, you know, what you've meant to them and what you've done. And I mean, the outpouring that came from that and what people said, the messages and everything, 
I, I, I mean, it's, it's still now. I, I get emotional about thinking about it now even because it was unreal. You know, just people, uh, you know, um, I always try to live my life not to be corny about it. Uh, you know, always giving to people and, and helping people and, and, you know, always. And, and just like, it was, I felt like the same thing, like, all, every, like oh, I'm in trouble. And everyone kind of, you know, continues to rally around around me during this time, which is, you can't you can't say enough about that. It's amazing. You know? And I, I don't want to derail you as you're talking about these deeply emotional things. As you were talking, I ingested a couple of sport peppers. I'm a Polish. Starting to hiccup. Things could get bad pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> I think I might be through the worst of it. But I don't want to all of a sudden hiccup in the middle of you talking about these deeply wrenching, well, you can. You can. <laughs> serious things. Um, it, it you know, Carcon Carney comes with some risk, David. I want to be clear. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you got to a point at some point where you said. I got to go back to work, and I'm sure you missed playing piano. Oh my God! Well, you know, I think the thing that musicians can relate to and understand with this is that you know we all started playing for various reasons, obviously. But and for you, it was the chicks, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I was I was four, and I think you know I was into the chicks, all right? Um, no, in all seriousness, um, like I, lo- playing for me is is it's not just obviously I've been fortunate enough to make a living doing it, but it's my love, it's my passion, mm-hmm. it's what I love to do. And right, it's a career and a hobby. Yeah, you know, and and to me that's you know wow, how lucky can you get? But um, yeah, a couple months in. Uh, what what sort of happened was my hand sort of got forced a little bit. We had uh, a friend of mine who I do some of the dueling piano gigs with. Are you done with your food? Uh, I'm I'm getting close. All right, I'm, I, I got, got, the, got a garbage bag ready for you. I got this. I got the sport pepper coming up, and I don't want him. A friend of mine who I do some dueling gigs with. We had a bat mitzvah, of all things, um, and it was on the books. And it was the end of May, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not. I, I, yeah, there's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. But so what I did was I called my dad in um, to play and come in and do the Hebrew set with me, which they were going to want, and uh, it did the rest. And it was the first time I had played. I I did it all left-handed. And are you a lefty? No. Dear God. No. I'm right-handed. I I I've had to learn to you know to write to do everything uh, to go tinkle. You, yeah, every everything you can imagine, and it's you know the funny funny story about that is I was in the hospital. I had sushi, uh-huh. and I was eating chopsticks in the hospital, left-handed. And a, a couple of people that were there were like, you know, like I can't even do that with my <laughs> my good hand, let alone. Oh yeah, forget you know, it. Not me. And so, uh, anyhow, so the, you know, the, the the bottom line is that that gig kind of gave me the the um, the confidence and the and the and the you know the power to sort of say, okay, you know what, I got I got to forge on. I can't even with the great amount that people collected, 
with the GoFundMe and and you know Blotto did a fundraiser for me. Um, Mr. Blotto, who yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, and and that was really 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 special to me as well. And and you know, I mean, even with all that, it's like, you know, you're you're a dad, you have kids, mm-hmm. you know how expensive it is to you know to live today. It, it is it is one thousand cuts. I mean, it's just a bunch of little things. Mm-hmm. They they add up quickly. And so I said, okay. I have to get back to work, mm-hmm. no matter what, and that gave me the confidence to do it. And I started to to, to um, call around to the people that I played for before and say, "Okay, look, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm not going to get any any more ready than I am now. Let's just go forward and let's just go." And so I started um, playing. I did a couple things at Sluggers um, and played. Some you know after some Cub games and so you're, and, you're playing up and down the piano with one hand. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty so you basically, much. you basically had to retrain yourself how to play. Well, it's really hard because you're going to try to cover as much two-handed stuff with one hand mm-hmm. as you can. And then you know, there's only so much you can do, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, but the you know when I sing and play. You know, it's kind of like you're backing yourself up, so you can get away with just putting down, laying down a groove, and playing, or you know, recording and playing. Mm-hmm. The gigs I can't do, ironically enough, are, you know, are the the solo gigs where where there's no singing, like Makes the sense. Hancock, because I can't play the melodies and stuff like that. That's, Makes sense. You know, that's too difficult. But that's a bummer because I'm sure those are nice money gigs. Yeah, and that that's the problem too is that I, I'm not able. I'm totally dependent. On, on, um, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Totally depend, dependent on, on doing, you know, it. doing those gigs and playing, you know, playing, uh, the dueling gigs. And, you know, um, you know, there's only so much I can do, um, and I'm dependent on those people to give me those bookings. Right. And, you know, quick it, interruption those fries that you didn't have, sinful. So good. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know what, mister? You're going to have to spend a little extra time in the gym now, and I'm not. Well, here's the good thing. We're next to a place called Eco Gym. We're in a strip mall right now. Yeah, They're open true. 24-7, 365. Oh, my God. Let's go. Look. And they have memberships as low as $0 per month. Uh, you know, it's time to jump on. You can't. You can't beat that. You, you know, can't if beat I were that. if I were strapped onto an elliptical, I don't think I know. I don't. I would know what it is. I don't think I, I could identify an elliptical in a equipment lineup. <laughs> I like the elliptical. Actually, it's, it's kind of good. Less stress on the joints. You, you put the lip in elliptical. Dude. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Sorry. So, uh, gigs, piano, one hand. Holy crap! You're doing this all one handed, and that's where we're at. Yeah. Um. You know. I. I I'm. I'm trying to work as much as I can, and I'm trying to, um, you know... If someone's listening right now and they say, I want an awesome piano player who's reliable, who has experience and credentials, where can they find you? Can, uh, can people track you down? You know what? Uh, I I do most of my, my, my gig promotion um, on uh, my Facebook music page, David B. Allen Music. Um, I... I'm embarrassed to admit that I do not have my own website. I know that's ridiculous. Well, but it, you know, Facebook page is enough. I I do. I have. I I promote my gigs and 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 stuff on there. And you know, I'm also part of, you know, different uh, dueling piano um, 
I do some work for Chicago Dueling Pianos and a couple of other dueling piano companies around the Midwest and stuff like that. So, you know. You know, if you want to make those dueling pianos gigs more interesting, someone must die at the end. It should be a true dueling piano where, where, where someone perishes after the end of the performance. <laughs> We've actually had people not that they want us to die. Like, so, so what do you guys do? Do, 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 you, do you actually duel? I'm like, yeah, we actually take out nickel-plated pistols and <laughs> march our pianos ten paces and turn around and shoot. That's what we do. You're no yellow-bellied coward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Draw, you <laughs> SOB. Come on. I'm giving you ten seconds to draw a gun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, so you're doing these gigs. I think it's remarkable. I mean, it, and I realize it is by necessity or out of necessity that you had to do this. You had to teach yourself yeah. how, to, how to, you know, figure out. Well, how to- once I win, let me let me be very clear. I didn't mean to interrupt, but once I win the lottery tonight, mm. that's that's done. Now we're okay? recording the show on January twelfth, right? Thirteenth. Uh, Thirteenth. Thank you. Uh, it's the night of the one point five billion dollar dollar Powerball. You got to say that like, like Doctor Evil, otherwise it's one billion dollar five billion, and then put your you know. I'm a man of modest needs and wants, David. As you know, I'm, I'm a simple man. Uh, all I really want, if I win the Powerball tonight, yes, pay for the kids' school, like make sure that they're all set for of college. Course. Of course. Once that's out of the way, I want a skee ball table. Because <laughs> am I wrong? Skee ball's awesome. No, it's <laughs> totally awesome. And a Coca Cola freestyle machine. Like the kind they have in the movie theaters, where you can have like a raspberry right, Coke right, Zero, right, 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 any kind of combination. Uh, today I want to mix up raspberry Fanta with cherry Sprite. Here's the thing, like, like I wonder what a pain in the ass that would be to refill, though. Well, if you, if you win the Powerball, you got a guy coming in to do it. <laughs> That's a you've good got point. your you've got your freestyle guy. <laughs> You're, you're free. Dude, I, dude, I call him my freestyle guy. He's like, you gotta have a guy. Yeah, for sure. And I'd, I'd have a, you know, my pizza guy who'd make me pizza. In fact, I would, I would actually just buy out Pequods. I wouldn't <laughs> have it open for business. I would just make sure it was always staffed for those days I wanted to walk in and have a pizza. No, what you would do is you would actually, you would buy, you would build a house and just put Pequods inside. Yeah, like build a house wing. around Pequods. Right, right, in the wing. It would be like a, like your entertainment wing with skee-ball and oh my God, yes. and, and, a, and, a, and a freedom machine. That'd be amazing. There you and go. And, you know, it's right by, right by the Metro. Public yeah. transportation. There you go. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I, Forest preserve in case I want to go for a walk uh, or kill someone and hide the body. Yeah. <laughs> As you do in a forest preserve. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> what, else are they, what else are they there for? <laughs> Thank you. Because they're, they're closed at sunset. You so, know. you know, we, we've talked a lot about you as a solo piano player, the dueling pianos. Take me back a little bit. I, I think so many people in the area are familiar with the name Mr. Blotto. Yeah. You were there. 1990. I, I joined in the summer of 93. And how and long had the band been running up until that point? They, I think they started around... 90 or so. Because like, I, I thought you were there pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. Well, they, they were a four-piece initially. Okay. They did not have any keyboard player. Uh, they recorded one album um, that had some piano and stuff on it, but they did not have a keyboard player playing with them. <coughs> you know, uh, I went back in history with with um, Paul Bolger, the singer. Uh, Paul was um, part of 
Adventures in Dining, which I was in, you know, when we were still in high school when Todd was playing drums. And, Todd Suckerman, yeah. now of Sticks. Yes, and and Todd's brother Joel was playing bass, and you know, we used to play the gigs at the Hidden Cove. The <laughs> Hidden Cove on Lincoln Avenue. On Lincoln Avenue. Oh my. God, that place is such a dive. Now, yeah. this is Lincoln Avenue before there was a police department yeah. Oh, yeah. over there in between, oh, yeah. like, Foster and Peterson, uh-huh. where it was just, like, Hooker Alley. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah, that whole we stretch. To, we used to play gigs there from, like, <laughs> from, like 9 to, like, 4 As teenagers. Morning. Yeah. Oh, I was, my God. We were, I was in high school. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And so... They uh, get, that place is still there. I drove past it. I know it, it is. I saw it the yeah. same sign, too. They totally do. <laughs> That is a textbook yeah. dive. Oh, my God. And oh. back then, it was scarier. There was an El Taco Loco, I want to say, down the street yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. The crazy taco. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so, uh, Blotto did not have a keyboard player, and I joined in 93, and I stayed until the end of 2005. So I, I did a lot of gigs, you know. We did tons of stuff playing, played everywhere with them, you know, and, like, and all the... My favorite every uh, all the time was the uh, festivals in the summertime, you know. Oh, I retro, bet. retro on Roscoe and Rock Around the Block, and the, those were so much fun because you know it's just like we we always had the uh, the killer ending time slot, you know, and we play on the on the big stage at the end of the night, and it was just you know thousands of people. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I was trying to explain to my son, who's been hiding in the back seat, trying to explain to my yeah, son. Yeah, keep what, it down back there, <laughs> would you? I uh, trying to explain. By what, the way, by the way, for for the record, he downed his. What did you, what, what did he get to eat? Brat. A brat. He downed his brat before we even. I think my door wasn't closed <laughs> before we unwrapped anything. <laughs> I mean, I think they, like, I, I, like, my door wasn't closed. He's I, like, how's your food done? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a race. There, there are no winners. There are no trophies for this. No, no. Yeah, this isn't a competition. No. But if it was, if it was competition, he would have won. Um, but I was trying to explain what a jam band is, and it was hard for me to explain other than you got to have people who can really play their instruments in a jam band. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 the collective, it's the collective improv. It, you you have to really know how to play your instrument. But the thing, more than anything, is you got to listen. You got <coughs> you got to have huge ears. And and you know, it, it, there's um, a lot of people that talk about the direct path from your ears to your hands, and there's very few people that have that kind of ability. So that the it's an instantaneous, you know, hear, interpret, and react at all at the same time. And you hear what the guitar player is playing, and you're like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna go from where he into that riff and go to you know. It's, it it flies by, you know. People, um, you know, don't don't think, you know, don't think much about that. But there's definitely uh, there's an art form to it. For well, sure. there's a give and take too, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to be the person who's like kind of pulls all the attention toward him and. No, not not in a not in a jam band, not in a collective jam. You know, I mean, there are times where yeah, when the guys going up and he's the guy playing the solo and you know and great but when you're in a a space like you know like the dead would be or fish or any of these other jam bands you know this big open space you know it's about the collective it's about the collective and about you know <laughs> the the real good musician knows when to shut up you right know, when knows not to play well that's showbiz right leave him wanting more yeah 
you get, you got to know when to just be like, okay, not overplay. And it's interesting because when I got into dueling pianos, it's like a lot of dueling piano players are just piano players and they've never really done anything else. And you could tell the piano players that have been in a band and the ones that have not. Because the I ones bet. that have been in a band, they they kind of get where their place is and they're not going to overplay. The ones that have not, it's like just all day long, just like, oh, you know, and they're, they're used to filling up all that space because we've all done solo shows. And it's like, oh, well, i got to play and I'm going to play a solo and I'm going to, you know, no. You know, if you're if you're backing up your partner, you know, shut up and let let that person play and and know when to not play you know it's it's a it's a it's a real uh maturity thing with 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 playing in my opinion you know so what what led you to leave blotto at the time uh so this is the end of 2005 i said i'd like to um, I'm going to use my air quotes here <laughs> with my bad hand. I was going to say, Norm- yeah, there's a little normal- bit of a struggle there. There you go. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Normalize my life. Um, because, yeah, gigging is... It's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, at that time, let's see, so that was 2005, you know, and I, you know, I, I was in my mid-30s then. Oh, well, that like, can't be because we're the same age. I think I was only 15 then. <laughs> Actually, in 2005, I was in the process of being fired by the zone. <laughs> So as you were leaving Blotto, I was uh, being cool. wished, wished cool. well in my future endeavors. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about our new direction. <laughs> Come on to sit down, would you Dude, please? Have you ever heard this story? It, it, it is so uh, textbook radio. It's so awful. Um, I did middays for this radio station called The Zone, WZZN. It had been a million different formats. Uh, but as of the time I was there, uh, it was a hard rock station. Like, you know, Metallica and Slipknot and all that. I was doing middays, and it was 11.45. Someone walked to my studio and said... Hey, you, they need you in the conference room right now. Oh, God. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm on the air right now. That's okay. Someone will run your board for you. I walk to the conference room. This is in the ABC building, 190 North State. Right. All the blinds are drawn in the conference room. I Never walk a in. a good sign. I walk in. All the disc jockeys are there. The program director is there. And some stranger from corporate HR was there. Mm. And we were all fired. Oh, uh, my, my pal Freak was on the phone. Um, we were all fired en masse, and uh, I was able to get in the studio one last time afterward, and I played for Who the, Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, there just Dakota, before they switched to oldies. So, ah. so we went from For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica to, like, Chantilly Lace. That's a great mashup right there, by the way. And Yeah, to be fair, the Big Bopper's kind of awesome, but still. Yeah, no, I, I agreed, agreed. Um yeah, I mean, so I wanted to normalize my life in the sense of I didn't want to, you know, be running and doing gigs till all hours of the night. And, you know, and, and at the time, I think, I don't remember, the bars were still smoky then, I think. You know, it was disgusting to be in the bars <coughs> and you couldn't breathe. And you oh, that was the worst. Be- it, before the, the smoking ban in yeah, public places, yeah. you'd come home and you couldn't get right in bed. You had to shower. Oh, my God. I would leave my, if I, it was wintertime, I would leave my coat outside. Absolutely. For like, you know, let air out overnight to try and, oh, my God, terrible. It was the worst. And your hair stunk. Yeah, and, yeah, everything. Brutal. And so I said, okay, I'm going to normalize my life. And at the time, and you'll appreciate this, I may have told you about this before, my father-in-law, um, for years ran a meat business he he bought 
he he was a middleman basically. He bought stuff at the market and he would you know put his mark on it and then sell it to restaurants. And he had some really big uh, clients that he knew. You know, I mean, he he, uh, he didn't do exclusive for these places, but he had you know he got certain things he did with Gibsons. Mm-hmm. He he did certain things with Charlie Trotter. He knew Charlie you know for for you know long long time whatever. And so you know you mean he made a good business out of it, and he was basically going to be retiring and, and he was going to let me run the business and take it over and so I, I did and I started to do it in 2006 right after I left and it was great and then 2007 hit and the market and the economy and everything crashed and the company just you know Gibson's hired a, 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 a corporate chef that uh, that cut every, you know you know cut everything yeah the bottom just fell out yeah you know I, I bought I bought a refrigerate refrigerated try that again refrigerated there's we're, we're going to stay here till you get it right David refrigerated <laughs> there are still sometimes certain words um, as a result of this brain thing. Uh, the speech will sure. still. I, know, and I, I know that, and I know that your bad. speech is still altered because yeah. of this. Oh yeah, yeah. It's still, you know not like it was. God, if you would have heard me, like you know, about a, you know the first few weeks out of surgery, I was like you know brutal. But well, I mean, I saw you. <coughs> excuse me, toward the end of summer, I think, and you sound better now than you did then. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's a clear keeps improvement. getting better, keeps mm-hmm. getting better. So, um, you know, uh, so. The economy just swallowed it up. You know, it was is the Walmart effect. Um, you know, bigger companies started started not only selling these restaurants their napkins and their and their forks and their salt shakers, they started selling meat too. And it's like you can't compete with that. For and sure. So, so uh, you know, I always can continue to play, and I was doing dueling pianos even you know then and other gigs and. You know, when the business started falling, I, I got more into full-time doing the dueling thing. Um, you know, and there I was again, back in the bars and playing and, and you know, and, and <laughs> you know, still uh, not able to normalize my life, so to speak, you know. And, and here I am today, you know, you know um, I've got to go uh, down play, to play at Sluggers on Thursday and Friday, and Saturday I have to go to like Waterloo, Iowa, to do a corporate gig out there. So, you are know, you, are you okay driving? Yeah, yeah. I got cleared to drive uh, like in May of last year. Okay, and I asked that knowing full well that you met me here in a car. Yeah, well, that's okay. Uh, no, I I had to. It, you know, it, it's and um, I had to go and get certified. I bet you did. I yeah. you know there was a program, there was a guy that took me out you know behind the wheel and we we. You had to, you know, show that I was competent to do everything, you know, in fairness. And they cleared me medically so that if I, you know, was to get into an accident, there wouldn't be, well, you weren't medically cleared to drive and then you're sued and then, you know, everything is over at that point. But speaking of that, see, look, you you mentioned you need the gym and look right in front of us. There's top driver right there. Oh, yeah. You see, you can learn to drive. There's a jewelry store here, a Szechuan. Says one north, <laughs> and then and then when you're really you know sick from eating all that stuff, there's a Walgreens you can get it some. Yeah, no, it's it's a some, very very lot going on here in the strip. Yeah, 
Pretty much and so. And Sejuan North is pretty busy. I wonder what Sejuan South is like. My right. guess is it's not terribly busy. I don't think that I don't think they're very friendly with one another at all. <laughs> no. I really don't. It's, it's a bitter, heated rivalry, I think. You know you what know? Sejuan South hates? Obama. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it was interesting to watch that uh, last uh, State of the Union. Oh, dude, I'm not even talking politics. I can't. I can't, other than... Dear God, if Trump becomes president, my podcast would be the greatest <laughs> podcast ever. I, 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 I can't even. I, the, the discourse online and elsewhere, it, it's so adversarial, so acrimonious. I, I just can't. It's not even, it's not worth I, the energy. I, I might move, actually. I'm, where I'm where thinking, are we going? Take uh, me with you. I'm thinking Mexico because Canada, I mean, you know, it's, it's great, but I don't want more cold weather. Yeah, I, I you hate know. shoveling. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I get myself into a you know reasonably safe resort town in Mexico. You know, yeah, I mean, we could we could condition our bodies to tolerate the waterborne parasites. <laughs> Let, let's go. I, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm telling you because I, I'm with you. I I've never been more fearful for this nation than I am going into this election. And it's interesting as, you know, you you, you go on social media and look at uh, all the stuff that people on both sides, and, I, you know, I am I, I don't even know what I am at this point anymore. I'm such a mixed bag of, of political convictions that I, I couldn't even tell you what the hell I am. But all I can tell you is I'm I'm terrified. Yeah. You know, if, it, if, if you get Trump versus Hillary... Oh, my God. Good luck, people. Good luck. That's it for us monkeys. Good night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're done. We're done. All right, so, point. David, before we wrap up, I, did I even ask you, how was your turkey uh, turkey Polish? I got to tell you, <laughs> um, you know, I don't have the regular Polish like you had to compare, but it was really tasty. It was good. Yeah, mine was mine was solid. I would happily yeah. come back to Dear Friends. Yeah, it was, it was very, very, very uh, tasty and... and, and I feel like I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't have the fries, so, you know. The fries were great. And there's one close to me, so I may go back to the one over there by me. There you go. There you go. All right. Before I let you go, and uh, yes, thank sir. you for doing this. Absolutely. Before I let you go, we went to high school together. What do you remember most about high school? <laughs> well, uh, as I mentioned to you before, you know, we, uh, memory serves, we were the co-funniest uh, people in our class. The, the so, superlatives, yeah. Yes, yes. So, therefore, right now, right now... As, a, as teamed up together in, in the front seat of this automobile. Being the funniest people in Skokie isn't it? We are the funniest <laughs> dude around, period. Not, not a huge What do I remember? What do I... Um... Which, by the way, you know, high school, you mentioned Todd Zuckerman, a uh, friend of ours. He's in Sticks. He was one of those guys who you saw from an early age and you just knew, oh, well, he's going to be playing drums the rest of oh, his life. For like, sure, no doubt. And I thought the same of you with the keyboards. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting... Other than Todd, it seems like everyone we graduated high school with became a lawyer. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. <coughs> Not us. No. We decided no. to pursue something art-related. Yeah, absolutely. I need to be creative. You yeah, know? now we're sitting on our riches. <laughs> Good call, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Well, you know what, though? <laughs> so many people that I talk to uh, that are lawyers or whatever, you know, anything else like that, they... You know, it's a grass. The grass is always greener, without a doubt. You know, they're like, "Oh man, I would love to be doing something creative." But I'm like, "Well, you know." Yeah, I'm working 13 hours a day. I, I'm, I've got my laptop out on the train, trying to file papers and whatnot. I, I can right. see where 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know what? God bless the people like my wife who can go and and work in an office. You know, I just think of uh, Lumberg pretty much. Yeah, if you could go. On. <laughs> I worked in a cube farm for a year. Oh and God, I wanted to blow my brains out. Yeah. it was. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. And I, I realized it's just it's a mindset. It's for some people. It's not for me. It's not for you. Peter, what's happening? <laughs> So, all right, David Allen, uh, you know I think uh, you're a delight. I adore you, and uh, thank you for sitting I, I adore you more. I adore <laughs> you more. And you know what? Your son back there, he just needs to keep it down. That's all. Well, I, I told him not to interrupt the podcast. I know, I know. He's just got to keep it He's down. just observing. He's way too rowdy. Maybe he'll do a rowdy. report on this for school. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. I'm going to get kicked out of school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought you said your dad was on the radio. What are you talking about? Going to his car. Lies! Lies! <laughs> right. Back in the day, I used to do this sort of thing in a radio studio. Now I have a Mazda 3. Before you got fired from the zone. That's, that was the end. That was the end. That was, hang on. No, that wasn't the last full-time radio job I had. It was close to it, though. The zone. I remember the zone. The zone. <laughs> yeah. The, the billboards were like, rock hard. 94.7 <laughs> the zone. Yeah, pumping more wattage <laughs> into your cottage. Turn yeah. it on and rip the knob off. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It's like, yay! It's like, it's like, I remember discussions, like music meetings, where we'd say, now, should we, should we play Cradle of Filth before 7 p.m., or should that just be day parted for overnights? <laughs> I, I know we're going to add an amphetamine by Cradle of Filth this week, but I don't know if it, it'll sound good in the same hour as Demu Borger. These are the covers. I can't believe the zone didn't last. I, really? Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> I wonder where all those people are now. Oh, oh, which people? The listeners or the people? Uh, well, the <laughs> listeners, we know that already. But the, the people that, uh, that you know, that terminated everyone, you know? Well, I, I mean, I, I know where everyone I worked with is, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where the, the corporate suits are. I don't, I don't even think they remember they own the station. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it's the Disney company. It's ABC. So I don't. Uh, even, well, it was, it was a statistical when blip in there. You yeah. wish upon a star. That's me. Oh, sorry. I apologize. All right. So, David Allen, thank you for joining Carcon Carne. Thank Long you. Overdue. Thank you for having. And uh, seriously, best wishes for your ongoing recovery, rehabilitation. I mean, the difference I see in you now from a few months ago is huge. And so I, I can only imagine that that will continue to. Well, you know, in all seriousness, it's it's good to hear that because it's really hard. The incremental changes for me are beyond so slow that I can't. Oh, I'm e- sure. Even feel it. I'm sure. You know, and so it's good to hear that, and good to you know people that are like, oh, you you couldn't even do that before. I'm like, oh, you know, I guess you're right. So, well, good, good, David. Thank, thank, thank you. you, sir. Uh, Carcon Carne. Uh, if you like what you hear. Even if you tolerate what you hear, let a friend know about it. We're on carconcarne.com, uh, Twitter at carconcarne. And because this is an expensive podcast to put together, it involves buying food every week. It involves hosting. It involves gas. Um, I, I do survive on the kindness and benevolence of people on Patreon, patreon.com. Carcon Carne, uh, you can contribute to the show on a monthly basis. There are some rewards, too. Uh, but a lot of people just contribute because they love the idea of supporting the future of car-based food podcasting. That's, that's, that's the show, David. I love the, it. The future of it. car-based food I, podcasting. I, I, I agree. You've got to own your niche. This is it. You know what? 
I, I love it. I love it, and it was great being here. And I agree. Support, support, support. Hey, I'd, I'd get Bolger in here. That'd be fun. You think he'd do it? Yeah. Oh, he would for sure. He I'd love would. it. I just I just committed him. You like that? I, I love that. Yeah. I, think, I think it'd be great. All right, cool. Carcon Carney, thanks for listening.